everybody. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining me today. James and Lacey with me as always. It's Monday. It is our Monday show, which means it's the news show. But we're coming off of um, what a lot of fans use to celebrate Star Wars, even though there was no technical Star Wars celebration. We did our festivities on Thursday, um, and it was a great time. We had our first streaming live podcast we've done panels before and then we followed it up with an awesome virtual cantina about an hour and a half so uh, all in all about four hours of celebrating star wars and it was a great time um so guys let's just really quickly recap um how we thought everything went uh with all that stuff and the sales and it was just a really good weekend for us and our community um and i'll just leave my thoughts with i'm just uh, proud that we have that group of people that um, feel like TRB is a place to go with Star Wars Newsnet to um, really still enjoy Star Wars in a positive way and handle it the right way and just have a good time because it really just felt like good vibes the whole way through. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress that that's exactly how I felt too. I mean, it it is it's wild to me to think that you know we we do the show and the show gets plays. But it's hard. It's easy to forget that people are like watching. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like we sit down, we sit down, and we do the show, and then we go and we we look at the number, and it's like, oh, it's at two hundred. Oh, now it's at three hundred, and it's hard to piece together that that's a hundred more people. You know, that, that watched it from the last time you checked. Um, so it's it's really crazy to actually do the live show and and have people like interacting and and stuff. It really brings to life. Um, the, the community that is uh, Star Wars fandom, you know. Yeah, it, it was it real. It was really awesome to interact with people in the chat and laugh at people's comments <laughs> and like engage in a live setting because we did the live panel last year at Celebration 2019 and we felt the same way. Like you say things amongst each other and you kind of laugh and giggle with each other. But then like when you're in a room full of people and they all laugh too, it's like a different feeling. Yeah. So having that live element of... Um, you know, saying something and then saying, seeing like 15 people at once comment about that thing you've said is just really cool. That like instant gratification type thing. Yeah. Um, besides that, you know, it's really awesome to have everybody support us and want to be a part of the show and watch what we do. Um, yeah. But it also makes me super sad because it makes me even more miss the fact that like we would have all been together last week, which is like kind of just... It's disappointing. So yeah. hopefully we'll see you all in 2022. Oh, God. I, yeah, I know one of the things, I mean, we can't really get into some of the stuff we were reaching for to do at Celebration, but I know one of the things we had bounced around, which is probably safe to talk about, is we wanted to do like a giant Make Solo 2 Happen group photo by the Falcon. Um, mm-hmm. I know that was one thing we were thinking about doing, but we can't do that. But as we talked about this past weekend, and, you know, maybe you missed our show and you can go back and watch it now, but... We're going to do some cool Make Solo 2 Happen stuff next month um, when it's yeah. away from the celebration stuff. So there's less clutter and also before Mandalorian. So we're going to do one last like uh, quarter four push, if that it's even quarter four, uh, for Make Solo 2 Happen for 2020. But we have pins coming, right, James? Yes. yes. Yeah, we, um, we we were saying that on the, the last episode, but it it was it's it's these the soft enamel pins or, you know, the kind that everybody gets i'm not a pin collector i know Lacey. you know all about pins john i i don't getting know this one. how much you knew about <laughs> pins but he's getting this one yeah i I'm felt like i had now. to do a, i had to do a bunch of research to figure out you know how are these things even like made and mm-hmm. like what is it that people like about the pins and uh stuff like that so there was a lot that actually went into it um, for our, it being like our first pin, which seems kind of crazy considering, you know, sometimes sometimes like podcasts can be like, hey, I'm on episode three. Pins are available uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so before we get into the news, I just want to say um, uh, a lot of credit to both of you guys, Lacey with the virtual cantina handling that thing is a beast and yes. it was your idea and it was pretty flawless. So great job there. Uh, and James with the toughest part is telling people that their turn is over. Hey, guys, it never gets easier yeah. being like, <laughs> so, so those half hours really go quick. Yeah, they did. Um, and James running the stream, uh, great job running the live show. And also with the, all the shirt designs and handling Teespring, 
Like that stuff, like I feel like sometimes people are just like, oh, it's just there and that's happened. But it's like there's a lot going on with the pod and a lot of the support that people give us, uh, give us the incentive to put the time in and do that stuff. So um, I thought everything went really well. It was really great. But we're here we are doing a Monday news show and there's a lot to get into. Um, Some rumors, some the president of Lucasfilm talking. So both ends of the aisle here. (laughs) Uh, So, James, why don't we fire up the old resistance report? the resistance oh i don't know if we're excited about this first story or (laughs) not (laughs) um well uh kathleen kennedy president of lucasfilm uh was uh sitting down with the rap and she was asked a lot about the future of star wars you know um and she mentioned some stuff that involved uh the obi-wan show and how it was being done by Deborah Chow and how they were really excited about it and other things like that. Um, but I think the big takeaway from most fans out of the story was the fact that she said, um, you know, we're, when it comes to the movies, like we're, we're not really working on anything right now. We're kind of sitting back and letting George's creation kind of breathe and, and all this. And I don't know. I just, I, I felt like, I don't know. So deflated by the comments, knowing that, you know, there are, there's so many other franchises out there that want to, uh, they just want to take advantage of the star Wars fans, you know? And like Lucasfilm just seems to be like chill about it. Um, uh, we can get into, you know, more of our feelings here. John, what what, uh, what did you think about when you heard the story? Well, you saying that makes me think of like an analogy where someone's in a long-term relationship and they're comfortable and they're always popping the sweatpants on on Saturday night instead of trying to impress <laughs> their significant other. <laughs> and Kathleen and the creative team have the, the elastic waistband Hanes on uh, right now as Marvel's making dinner reservations and a DC's making reservations to take us out to dinner. So I think that's a good point. Um, but yeah, this to me, it's funny. I talked to some people uh, like colleagues at Star Wars Newsnet who were like, see, this is proof. She's not going anywhere. This is, sh- she's talking about the future. That means she's in there. And I'm like, I took the exact opposite of that. This to me sounds like something a placeholder would say. Like you're the president of Lucasfilm and you're saying things that you said nine months ago when, well, I don't know when this airs. I think this is the very end of August. Yeah. So nine months ago when the rise of Skywalker was coming out, these exact words, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to take a step back right after the movie comes out. We're going to let this breathe and enjoy it. Here we are nine months later. And she's saying they're still doing that same thing. We know they're not doing production. So they should be doing creative and developing stuff at this point when there's this pandemic going on. Um, and then, you know, the other aspect of it is it seems, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to someone else who works with, Disney. And they said, this sounds like something she should have said in 2012. We're taking George's story and figuring out what Star Wars is. Not after you do a whole trilogy and here we are eight years later and you're trying to figure it out. So I'm not happy about these quotes at all. Um, uh, You know, you hear whispers that Kathleen Kennedy is kind of um, the senioritis and her contract's going to run out next year and maybe they're Disney's going to be making some moves and she's just out there saying what she needs to say for now. But boy, God, thank God for the Mandalorian, right? I know we got Kenobi coming up and Cassian, but she spent half this interview talking about everything everyone's been talking about, the technology of the Mandalorian and baby Yoda. And granted, she was asked about it, so she has to talk about it, but I bet she was happy to talk about it because I'll give her credit for being a part of creating these shows and, and moving Star Wars to Disney+. Plus. But when it comes to the future of the movies, like what does that mean? What is Taika doing then? Like what, 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 what's the Kevin Feige produced movie? Like this is, it was a pretty deflating thing to hear from the president of Lucasfilm. And what's odd is my speculation on this is coming from a negative place. It really, to me, sounds like somebody who is just saying something as a placeholder. And I don't know how else to put it. Maybe you guys have a different spin on it, but that's where I'm at right now. Lacey, what do you think? I agree with John 100%. I think this statement is a PR statement that she was given bullet points to say. And you know PR. Uh, I kind of do, (laughs) Um, just from experience. But um, yeah, no, everything in her comments, like, I'm sorry, it's 2020. 
you've done Rogue One, Solo Star Wars Story, the trilogy, TV shows, all stuff, and your main statement in 2020 when all Star Wars fans want to know right now is what's next, it's, we're taking a break. We're stepping back. Like, what kind of statement is that? Like, you're not even going to say, hey, yeah, we're working on stuff. Like, she could easily say that, and it's not a lie. They could be working on stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she took the extra step to not even say it once, she says it like two or three times in this interview. Like, we're taking a step back. back. It's an ever-evolving process. Actually, this is the one that really gets to me personally. She says, "We, we just need the time to step back and really absorb what George has created. Then what have you been doing? And then, <laughs> and then start start to think about um, where things might go. It just it's crazy, and um, you know, I'm. If you had asked me a year ago if I preferred DC over Marvel, I would tell you Marvel time and time again. After the DC fandom, they killed oh it, guys. God. I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of the content that they pushed out that day. They killed it with every movie piece, with every TV show, with all the comic, all the different announcements they had. They killed it. And if it was the best day ever to be a DC fan. And I'm sure Marvel and Disney and, and Lucasfilm and all these people looked at it going, whoa. 22 million they just views. Had a, yeah, they just had a Comic-Con day just about their own content they don't need comic cons where they're spread out like i'm sure comic con businesses as a whole were going oh oh no because they don't need them they sold spots to like state farm and like all they don't need these companies anymore and not only that they didn't have to have it at a place either they did it virtually and they got more people more eyeballs more people talking about it nonstop for like two to three days Yeah, like that could have been Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, they could have done a whole thing like that with Star Wars Celebration where everything was virtual. They wouldn't have to pay for travel. They hosted all the people in a virtual set. They had everybody zoom in like Shazoom. Like that's clever AF. Yeah. Like it's so good. And then they had James Gunn on there, you know, who has his own history with Marvel and Disney and craziness. And he's on there saying that this is the best project I've ever done. This is the coolest yeah. movie I've ever made. I was like, oh. the Suicide Squad like, too. You know, yes, yes. The, the more the more I'm I'm actually saying it out loud to to give it a little bit of credit. Most of the people, most of the actors and talent and and creators that are involved with the DC stuff right now are locked in. Yeah, they're 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 doing more stuff right now. If if Lucasfilm would have done this as their celebration, they. They don't have Mark and Harrison locked in. They don't have Natalie and you know what I mean? Like all that, all that stuff, even when it comes to the stuff that just happened, you're looking at Daisy and, and John and Oscar. I mean, all those people are done too. Right. So the only people that are locked in is like Mando people, Ewan McGregor. Not even those are your locked in. Not even that though. I'm saying take, take a step back farther from just actors, just the presentation of content they had director interviews, all this different stuff. They, DC is an example of a company that has some of the best superheroes, obviously Batman, but they didn't do a good job with Justice League. They didn't do a good job with Suicide Squad. So they went back, back to the drawing table and redid their plans for these things and then got whole new ideas and new people and new things and put them together to make them work. Like Lucasfilm and Disney and Marvel. Like Marvel's okay. They'll figure it. They, they're they fine. But like Lucasfilm should look at this and say, okay, we had some products that came out that people didn't really like. What can we do differently that people might like? Like the Snyder Cut is a prime example. Regardless what you think of the fans of Snyder Cut, which I'm sure people have their own opinions about, at the end of the day, it was a bunch of fans that fought for something that were told for years and years and years it didn't exist, it didn't exist, it didn't matter, stop saying it, it doesn't exist. DC listened to those people. It's all people have been talking about for like two months. Mm-hmm. All which I'm it, saying is like... Which it didn't exist, but they made it a reality. Right. Because they yeah. took the time to think of what their consumers wanted. Now, before people listening take that comment the wrong way and go with it... 
Um, what I'm saying is sometimes it's okay to take a step back, but I don't think Lucasfilm saying you're taking a step back like almost a year after your movie came out is a weird thing to say. January, okay. August? I mean, can we can we be honest? Like, I feel like I talked about this last week. It's like Kathleen Kennedy was, as George said, a, a perfect person to hand over his company to because he worked with her for 30 years. And she worked mm-hmm. closely with other movies he did, including Indiana Jones with Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's very close with that family, with Marshall and whatever, in terms of you know being big time movie makers and doing things how they want to do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a great producer, never an executive. Um, and maybe it's one of those things where she did a good job shepherding through you know the trilogy, which really is heavily based upon what existed before. Uh, and that includes sure. Rogue One and Solo. But sure. when it comes to new things, like, that's John Favreau. And, right. you know, he brought Filoni in, obviously, to to help him enrich it in terms of uh, Star Wars history and lore and what have you. But um, I, I think, uh, who's the creative team at Lucasfilm? Like, her and Michelle Regwan? Like, I saw their interviews during the Rise of Skywalker documentary. I, I'm sorry, but... I don't think Michelle Regwan knows what the what the hell Star Wars is supposed to be or what it is. Maybe she's a good executive or something, but who's this creative team? It's not the story group, right? My bigger thing is is that I will fight for Star Wars till my dying day. I will always say it's the best and I'll fight for it and be always the one to defend it. It's getting harder to defend it. <laughs> this every time they do interviews like this where they're like whoa we're taking a step back and i'm like guys it still means good things like yeah it's just it's hard isn't it, isn't it okay to say and i'm saying it so i hope it's okay <laughs> i i love everything that they've done so far there hasn't been a mm-hmm. movie they've made that i haven't liked i like rise of skywalker i like the last jedi there are people who like sure. both those movies believe it or not right. i like rogue I one we all do. i like solo people like to pit those two movies against each other get out of here I obviously love The Force Awakens. Everyone loves The Force Awakens. Mando, amazing. I can also at the same time say I think it's time for a new voice at the top of the chain for Lucasfilm. Clearly, that's what needs to be done. And if Disney is, you know, having a hard time because of the finances, and which they are, maybe they're looking to make some moves. I'd be completely fine with Kathleen Kennedy leaving, and it doesn't mean she was a failure because I loved everything she did. So I think it's it's not all or nothing. Like, we love Kathleen Kennedy. She needs to stick around. How dare you say that? Or she sucks. Get her out of here. You know, it's okay to to not be an absolute because only Siths are absolutes, right? So Right. You can have a basketball team where Michael Jordan's on it. Soon, eventually, he's going to age out of the team and you have to put in new players. There you go. Yeah. I like the Same sports reference. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I remember we had a specific episode about the story group and it was like a... What would you say you do here? Like we're trying to figure out what they Which were people even said doing we, in we the like regular nailed it on that episode, by the way. Everyday lives, but it's it's kind of funny because I think about like someone who's sitting in the story group's position right now, and they're like, they're like looking at the books. They're like, all right, we got Chaos Rising coming up. We got another Alphabet Squadron. We got a uh, uh, the Clone Wars myths, uh, dark dark stories. We got oh, the other Clone Wars book that's coming out. Uh, we're, we're still working on the the, the next. Th- you know, I mean, like I could see all those things, and they're like trying to push together. That's a that's a day to day thing, and then it's weird because I flip over to like Kathleen Kennedy's office, and you're like, Kathleen, are you in here? <laughs> Kathleen, and she like. Like sits up in her chair. She you has know, that ping pong thing. paddle with the, the rubber ball at the end. She's like, yeah, she's like, Jedi. She's like, uh, like all the meetings are like they all they all gather and they spend you know like twenty minutes just kind of chit chat and they're like, all right, we should probably um, get to it. Um, lunch, anybody? Anybody got any ideas of where we want to take the whole franchise now? Michelle Redrone's like, um, Kathy, yeah. why don't we move this party to Applebee's? They have outdoor seating, social distancing regroup do it there and then they just get loaded up on wings and appetizers and they're like Let's all i'm thinking about tomorrow. is the office can we get a blue can we get a blue yeah yeah except they don't they don't seal the deal like michael scott did <laughs> Let's there's get like a there, yeah there's one there's one person in that meeting that's lost all faith in lucasfilm and they're just like texting kessel run transmissions or whatever, you know? like, they're like yeah i don't know dude they're talking well, like sticking southwest uh, egg rolls on Akira each other show now <laughs> yeah 
Um, Have you done I, that? Because you did that very, very quickly. No, but I've done that. I, I put <laughs> no, I have not. But I, I have done it with like bugles. You know, like the little dirtbag mode engaged. Dirtbag mode is real. No, I, I don't know. My, um, my, my last thing on this is, um, it's it's a little. I, I don't be surprised. I guess if you see a narrative shift in the voice of Lucasfilm under the Disney branch from what they've been trying to do, which is like not upset their fans that are upset. You know what I mean? I think they may just do more of a tough, you know what? And like less, Hmm. oh, come on the Star Wars show and let's talk about it. Nah. I think Disney's like, eh, tighten it up. Tighten up the belts. (laughs) Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, I think just, I don't know if Felicia has anything more to add, but like, I think we all are just kind of like bummed at that news. It makes us wonder, you know, to summarize, like it makes us wonder kind of what's going on over there. And I just want to be excited uh, about Star Wars again. Like I miss the excitement of a movie coming. DC's I miss the thrill. We have five Batman coming back. Star Wars is like, we have cookie recipes. (laughs) (laughs) How about a cucumber salad with mall? Yeah, that that is funny. They have three Batman, legitimate for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, we're bringing Michael Keaton back. We're doing more ben stuff Affleck. with uh, Ben Affleck, and Batten, here's Batten's Rob Pat. You yeah. know, yeah, doing his thing. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And Suicide Squad um, looks so good, and that movie bombed, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I think the Suicide Squad thing looks stupid. It looks so good. I trust James Gunn thoroughly. Like, I that's fair. I do trust James Gunn. I've been saying for a long time. I think he's the guy to, to back Suicide Squad, and that makes a lot of sense. But I I did watch the like behind the scenes thing, and I'm like, doesn't look interesting. I to love me. And behind it looks the like, scenes. I love it. It kind of looks like a whole mix of chaos, and I'm not really sure that I can get a good vision of this because it just feels like it. It feels like they paid him a lot of money to just come up with something wacky. Guardians you know? of the Galaxy, not. Yeah. <laughs> but I am excited for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, for me, I, the first trailer got me. I'm really excited about the movie. You're not going to not sell me. But the the second trailer didn't do anything. I didn't feel like I learned anything more about the story. They're banking on that 80s. And, the 80s are in, man. Yeah. But that being said, too, the the Snyder cut of Justice League that was awesome. I'm very excited for that. And, I'm excited uh, for those fans because it the gives Batman me hope. Looks, yeah, the Batman to me looks like Joker. Like I'm like, dude, this could be really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a detective story. Yeah. It looks really. And give good. me more Henry Cavill sure. Superman, which they're doing in the in the Snyder cut. But Man of Steel was so damn good. He's great in Mission Impossible, where he like. Goes like goes like this. As you, as you shatter your whole rig. <laughs> I love that move. It is my favorite moment from the the trailer. He like he like charges up. It's so dumb. I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's because he's removing the 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 cuffs from his wrists. I just cracked my wrist doing that. <laughs> I just love that. I'm gonna just post that gif randomly and be like, "This is awesome." <laughs> just well. Uh, I mentioned them before, uh, the Kessel Run transmissions. They're, they're kind of giving a lot of other rumors and stuff. Now we are, when, when they did this on their own, uh, when they talked about these tidbits, they said, spoiler, if you don't want to know anything more about Mandalorian or Kenobi or any one of these other things that we're going to be talking about, dip out now. Um, they, they are a hundred percent. These are, these are facts. We're, we're kind of reporting them still as rumors. Um, so take that with your pinch of cinnamon when we talk about these things is from our perspective we aren't reporting these things we are they're they're still like this may or may not happen this is somebody's assumption that these this is these are going to happen in the stories so that being said um we're going to be talking about what they uh recently have to put out there um the first little bit being about the mandalorian um, that they they have word that Ahsoka has been shooting um, 
specific scenes that are not for the Mandalorian, but are for advertisements and things like that. Kind of interesting. And they give a little bit of description on what the character is wearing. And then as far as Kenobi, they talk a lot about how the show is going to be emphasized on clone wars, flashbacks, Hayden Christensen coming back. And the fact that commander Cody is going to be, um, a main character. Uh, whereas the show is now kind of like, I don't want to say now, but the the script is kind of uh, a story about the hunt for Kenobi. This is pretty much kind of like a, a broad uh, overlook of what they, they put out there. So, uh, Lacey, I'm starting with you. Um, which of those two seemed a little interesting? Because one's more about like the promotion and the other one's actually more about the show. What do you think? I am sad that we're talking about this right now because I don't want to know. But... Mm. Um, I would say probably the more interesting thing for me is Kenobi. I I think Ahsoka's a great character. I just think she's been used so much lately, like in everything. I, it's all I see is Ahsoka all the time. And it's one of those things that's like John with the Porgs. It's like you only see mm-hmm. Porgs so many times where you're like, okay, enough. Yeah. Can we move forward with this? Mm-hmm. And I've expressed before my concern with Ahsoka of... Will she take away the attention from the Mandalorian? And I really wanted the Mandalorian to kind of be its own thing. Like, live within the universe of Star Wars, but not be connected in any way um, to, like, a character that we know. And, um, I don't know. I just have my concerns with fan expectations with Ahsoka. So, that doesn't interest me as much as Kenobi. But, in general, the Kenobi project is super exciting for me. Like, when they announced it... At D23, I straight up started crying. I was so excited for Ewan to come back. Um, The Clone Wars thing, not as exciting. (laughs) I was kind of... I knew that there was going to be flashbacks with Hayden at some point. There had to be to to make... To add some weight to what Kenobi is going through. Like, he lost his brother, his best friend. He's all alone on Tatooine. You know, there's a long period of time that they have to fill... I don't know. It's just like, I feel like once again, we're going back to this, like, I've just seen so much Clone Wars stuff and I'm kind of just like, okay, we've, we've done it. Can we do something else? (laughs) And that's me saying that in a, I want new stories way with the understanding that I'm talking about Kenobi. Like, I know it sounds stupid when I'm saying it, but, um, I am excited for Hayden to come back though. I think it's a great opportunity for Hayden Um, I think it will kind of give him the opportunity to show his acting chops a little bit in Star Wars because I don't think he really Mm. got those solid written well moments in the prequels. Yeah, I I think if that is true that that he's coming back and he's doing the like the Clone Wars outfit and stuff, I feel like there's kind of two levels there of like, this is Clone Wars come to life, and I'm excited for that. But sure. it's also the prequels revisited. It's it, it it almost is what you were saying. It almost is the Snyder cut of the prequels. Right. You didn't like the prequels. We're giving you more prequels to fill it in <laughs> right. and make that stuff better. Um, yeah, that that's interesting. Uh, the thing about Anakin, I I think that that's cool. That that, but I have I've long kind of thought that 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 might be the emphasis of the show is like the, the clone the war flashback. Stuff? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I thought the they Kenobi would have flashback thing. to Anakin, but I didn't know it would be specifically clone wars. Oh, you mean like younger Anakin? Like before the clone Wars started before attack of the clones. Anakin, yeah, I don't really mean? know. I just didn't picture him in the okay. clone wars outfit. It makes sense. I mean, sense. you got to think, I mean, there, like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith weren't weren't like long periods of time. Right. They were just like right. a single event, mm-hmm. you know. So you got to think the biggest period of time that he had with him was probably. Um, John, what do you think? What do you think about these comments? Kenobi, Mandalorian. Well, yeah, Ahsoka. I mean, we have to you know treat them as rumors um, because you know we don't we didn't have any um, sources on the Kenobi stuff. I mean, I wrote. Uh, piece on Ahsoka a couple months ago about her appearance um, which they gave a nod to so I appreciate that um, I, I find it weird that we're assuming obviously Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano that they would bring her during a pandemic 
uh, into full makeup. That means you have to get makeup people to a studio to film stuff right now in California, of all places, for uh, an advertisement? Yeah, that seems a little weird. Like, to get a major actress to do that after filming ended six months ago on this thing. So that's a little strange to me um, because they wrapped filming in March. So I, I don't know about that. But I mean, the makeup artist could wear a visor or something. Yeah, could, uh, yeah, it's possible. I'm just, you know, this is just me looking at this with um, sure. a logic, just my logical application on it. But the the Kenobi thing, if this is true, again, I'm not trying to discredit them in any sense of the word. But I'm just saying, Lucasfilm hasn't said this. We haven't seen it, so we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. If this is true, th- this really bothers me. Um, I don't like this at all. I don't like the idea of a tormented Kenobi having dark visions. Like, that is not what happens to a good Jedi. And he's supposed to be closer to his peak and his most righteousness as a Jedi, the one who is in nine years about to teach Luke Skywalker how to be a Jedi. He's not supposed to be reverting backwards. He's supposed to be going the right way. So I don't like this tormented Kenobi idea. I think the tormented Jedi thing is played. Uh, They did it with Luke, and that's fine. I don't need to see that again. I want Obi-Wan Kenobi to be like, this is how you Jedi. So I don't like this idea of these flashbacks. And is it just to bring Hayden Christensen back just to bring him back? Like, I think it might be because fans keep saying they want him back. They wanted him in nine and they got the voice and it wasn't enough. He wants the redemption tour, you know, like. And and not to jump in just a little bit, but I felt that about Kenobi. Like, are they doing Kenobi just to bring Kenobi back because they have the opportunity? Yeah, and I disagree with that, but. I, I think there's a way to do this Kenobi story where you and you know the reliance on the Clone Wars stuff like uh, like enough with the Clone Wars honestly it's great they ended it and now they're like well guess what you're getting a Bad Batch the animated series we're gonna pummel Kenobi with this Clone Wars stuff we're gonna put Ahsoka into Mandalorian it's like I don't know if that's the move like it's a three year span of time between episode two and episode three you did seven seasons you're doing another show. Now you're gonna put them into these other shows? Like when is it when is it done with the Clone Wars? Like it's crazy to me. And I I just don't know. I, I like the Vader element of it, and I think you can do it in a way where Kenobi and him go to the similar locations, but they just miss each other, which elevates the drama when they finally do encounter each other. There's ways to do it without making it obvious. Like why Jaws 1 was so good because you don't see the shark until an hour into the movie. Whereas the sequels, they're like shark, 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 shark. <laughs> I, you know, I don't need this stuff, man. So in a uh, granted, granted, this is just a rumor, but I have, you know, we're talking about it. So uh, if this is true, it makes me very concerned about the Kenobi series, especially if it's a limited series of four to six episodes, you're going to start giving me flashbacks of Commander Cody, or maybe he's a stormtrooper now. Like, I don't care. Show me what is going on with Kenobi now, who is nine years away from training Luke Skywalker on how to become a Jedi. Show me his encounters with young Luke Skywalker, who we know we they've encountered before because they know each other in A New Hope. There's ways to tell a new story without being like, well, I guess we got to do flashbacks now. We got to do a dream sequence and it's got to be Clone Wars. Like, I'm so over it. And it doesn't mean I hate <laughs> Clone Wars. I watched it through once. It's good. But, I mean, how much are we going to wring this towel out on it? Come on. <laughs> I I don't I don't know where to go. <laughs> I I don't know. I I like the Clone Wars stuff, and I like everything that it's gone. So I get excited when I hear that they're going to do these things. Um, I don't, I don't think of it as an overplayed thing, but I do see when you guys say we're still doing the Clone Wars. I'm, I'm not as into Clone Wars, and I keep wondering why we're going back and we're going back again and we're going back again. Um, I do understand that. I the closest I feel like to that is like when they wrapped up the clone wars and then they're like, plus also we're doing bad batch. Now I'm like, <laughs> you have a galaxy of anything you could do in, in, uh, in star Wars. And you're doing another animated series in, in the, the exact same, like just picking up basically where the last series left off. It's kind of, kind of weird, but, um, but I, yeah, I, I like hearing this though. I like hearing Hayden Christensen. I like hearing commander Cody, um, I'm, I'm not opposed to what's going on here. Um, but I, I've long since said that I, I'm not a big 
I fan of the idea of this show. And the biggest thing to me is that what you hear that you, you have this idea that he's going to be this other type of Jedi. And I feel like the more common thing I hear is the, like the deep meditative, uh, I'm dealing with the tragedies of the clone wars and trying to overcome that stuff. And now that there seems to be a little bit more of a shift in that direction, they're saying like it's more emphasis now on Clone Wars flashbacks and um, him trying to, you know, deal with that. I I feel like that's more like them listening to what people want out of a Kenobi series. Can I I say one thing? One more Um, thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, So Yoda's lesson, one of his last lessons to Anakin Skywalker before he turned was you're going to lose people in your life, but mourn them do not, miss them do not. And if Obi-Wan Kenobi is, you know, 10 years removed from Anakin's death and what happened, and he's still having problems with it, he is a horrible Jedi. Because if Yoda is the one saying, this is what we as Jedi believe, and 10 years later, he's still having a problem with it, you got to go lay on that couch and go to therapy, buddy. Because in in nine years you're Alec Guinness and you're saying this is how the deal is. So what like what's going on? Yeah, I mean Kenobi in A New Hope doesn't seem really like upset no. to see Vader or anything. He's just like it is what it I is. I just hope they don't go the too dark route with it, uh, and that's just my take. Which is like the thing they do now. Yeah, it's always like trouble. I mean, what they'll probably do is they'll probably go the too dark route, and then by the end of it, they say he solved it, sorted it out. Fixed himself. It's gonna be a, gonna be a quick. He, he's okay a quick with it. Four now. to six episodes. Well, sometimes it, you know, it's about closure. You know, you can brood over like an old girlfriend or something like that, and then you see her at the grocery store with somebody else, and you go, "Oh, she looks happy. We're done." You know what I mean? You're just a nice Maybe person, he's... James. No, I mean you I'm can be upset about it for a very long time. I'm the serial display being like, no, I can't. I'm see the this person who pushes right the groceries from the other aisle onto their heads. <laughs> oh. Oh, you want some Clorox? There yeah, you go. I, 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 I feel like I'm such in a weird position, right? Because I've said I've said bad things, you know, that about the Kenobi show, and I've also said things where I'm like, John, you're like, if this is true, Kenobi's not as great as everybody <laughs> says he is, and I'm like, I don't know what to say because I feel like that is Kenobi. He's not that great of a Jedi, and mm. everybody is just consistently always being like. Oh well, he's clearly the best, and it, and it. I'm like I. It, it feels to me like like I'm I'm watching the sequel trilogy, and everybody is a Raylo. <laughs> uh. That's what it feels like, and I'm like the only one. I'm like, man, I don't get it. I don't. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Um, I, but every time people bring up examples of when he's great, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like I think. In a way, he's that example of how the Jedi are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. He got too close to his Padawan. He made mistakes. I failed you, you know, and stuff. And and everybody's like, nah, he did his job perfectly. It was Anakin that messed everything up. And I'm like, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> but okay, all right. Um, so I don't know. when I When I hear that the show is going to be what this is saying it is. I go, yeah, I think that's what people want. And this, this could, this could not be way. accurate too. So yeah. Yeah. Without, that's that's without, true too, no but offense. it's fun to talk yeah. about. Yeah. And I do like the idea of Cody being in it too. I think if, if there is going to be a hunt for Jedi, that would be a missed opportunity to not showcase Cody being one of the people that are like, I'm going to get that guy, you know? Fair. That's that. I think that's cool. Um, all right, last thing we want to talk about real quick, and this is a, a, a strong, strong turn in the other direction. Uh, three new Galaxy of Adventure uh, shorts debuted, and all of them uh, were centered around Galaxy's Edge. Um, I'm going to throw to you guys really quick, but I know that because of the live show that we did, where we're pre-taping this, this is coming out on Monday, but we just got done with a live show, all this stuff. 
Um, I, I believe you guys both did not have an opportunity to, to, to see them. Am I correct on that? I saw the Porg one. The Porg one? The one where he's flying around it with uh, DJ Rex? Yeah. And he's like he's in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> I know that seems so crazy, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, John. John, what do you think about Galaxy's Edge? Just uh, or sorry, Galaxy of Adventures in general. No, these are fun. Yeah, I like these. I I like them when they first came out with the original trilogy takes and stuff. Um, I didn't get to watch them. Um, I know it's probably like four and a half minutes total, but um, I, it's funny. <laughs> I just life. <laughs> yeah, I proofread. I proofread the article that had them in them, but I did not watch the videos. But um, these are cool. I have no problem with these. Um, they're they're fun. I'm glad they're back. Um, there's not much else to it. I know we had um, was it Ryan Short? Doesn't he do the music for these? The guy we mm-hmm. had on, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think these are these are fun. These are cool. I, I look forward to watching them. I'm sure they're just gonna rub it in my face that I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet once again. But I know that's the hard part is they keep releasing stuff about Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. I'm like, keep, keep Galaxy of Adventures coming. I, I support them. I was nervous because basically the way the three shorts came out is there was one that covered Galaxy Edge as a whole, and then there were two other ones, one of which covered Smuggler's Run and another that covered Rise, Rise of the, the Resistance. Resistance. Yeah. Now, the the thing about them as I was – the first one I saw was the Rise of the Resistance, and I was a little bit uh, unsure if I wanted to watch it or not because I have not ridden the ride, and I was thinking that it was going to be like – kind of a galaxy of adventures version of the ride or something. Um, and it ultimately is not, they just really take like the name, like rise of the resistance, join the resistance. We always were always recruiting, um, in the galaxy of adventures. You, you need to do your part to blank, blank, blank. And, uh, so I ultimate, I, I watched it and I was like, this is cool. Cause it's got Poe in it and, uh, some, some new people that were being harassed by stormtroopers and stuff in it. It did really take me back to what it's like um, when you're at the park because it it's odd. Like everything that happens at the park is like one day and then tomorrow the whole thing resets and it's that same day again. Uh, so on that particular day, you're watching the these uh, people who are just at the park. They're like attending um, yet for whatever reason, they get bothered by stormtroopers. They get pulled aside by Vi Marathi and she's out there. She recruits them. You meet Poe Dameron, you take down some tie fighters and, uh, and then, you know, maybe you get in a different way with, with, uh, Hondo and Chewie just signing up to, um, you know, make some extra bucks, but then you didn't know what, what your job was going to be was actually stealing some coaxium, uh, from, uh, the empire in order to uh, fuel the resistance. You know, it's just, I, I, it's cool. You know, I like galaxy of adventures and I think they do a really good job at uh, promoting galaxy's edge and what the, the basis of why you want to go there. Um, which again, supports my whole, like I'm, I'm happy they did galaxy's edge and Batu uh, instead of like going to Tatooine. Cause then I feel like all this stuff would be like, come and hang out with us because we're not really doing anything to help anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I like the idea of like getting involved and, and light your spark and uh, fight the bad guys and all of the uh, youthful propaganda <laughs> around it, you know? So it's cool. Um, but that's it, right? That's it for uh, Resistance Report. Uh, let's head over to... Um, Lacey's section here that she likes to talk about. It's called the Patreon. What's it called, Lacey? What's it called? Pod race. Pod race. Guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. All right. So there's lots of different ways you can support us. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more access, more exclusive stuff, more videos, etc., you can head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you can get access to our extra content. And then as you move up in the ranks, you get mailings, Discord exclusive chats, all different types of stuff. So going on right now, if you were thinking, hey, maybe I will join, now's a good time because we have currently a special offer running where we have a four pack of vinyl stickers that are the stickers we designed and created for Star Wars Celebration that we got printed. 
and we're giving them to people that join the resistance because we would have met you in person. Unfortunately, we didn't get to, so we want to welcome you into the community. So that's for Commanders and Up. So sign up now because the offer ends soon. So And a bunch of people have. And a bunch of people have, yes. Yeah, so thank you. Yes. So we want to take a second to thank our highest tier, which is our generals. Um, so thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese. Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar, who enjoyed winning <laughs> the Baby Yoda from, Big win. from yeah. our live show. He won the special, like, foot-tall Baby Yoda statue. Gentle Giant, yeah. From Gentle Giant. It's so, so cool. I wish I could have won it myself. Um, but this week we have a rotation slot, which is exciting. So we're welcoming in General Michael Gaines, and we asked him, what is your take on the future of movie theaters in a post-pandemic world, and how do you think Star Wars will adjust debuting slash delivering future films based on your answer? Michael, take it away. So I personally think that this whole thing is temporary, meaning, you know, it's, it's been a long six months already, but... I really don't think that this is going to go on for another six months to maybe a year, but I'm not a doctor. So that's just my feeling. And I think that by the time a new Star Wars movie comes around where they are going to start working on it again, this whole thing will be behind us and it won't make a difference. That said, I think that in the short term, things are going to have to change. Like, for example, Bill and Ted comes out tomorrow. I'm not going to go to a theater to see it. And what's what's going to get me to go to a theater in the middle of a pandemic? Nothing. Uh, not Wonder Woman, not Star Wars, not Bill and Ted, uh, not anything. So I think that the best thing for theaters to do is just put everything on hold until this this goes away. And I really think it will. Um, but seeing a Star Wars film without a crowd is going to be different. And I don't think that's going to work. And I think the people at Lucasfilm know that. So without a crowd, without cheering, it's not going to be the same. So they're just going to have to wait. That's my thought. Thanks. Love the show. Great job, Michael. First of all, love your rotating uh, poster in the background. For those that don't know, Michael has this really cool TV screen that he he set up uh, vertically. And he rotates through movie posters. So it's always changing. So he doesn't have, like me, I'm the schmuck with (laughs) framed posters on my wall. He has really awesome high-res digital version so that he can always just put what he feels on the wall um but yeah so john what do you think yeah i'm i i align with a lot of what michael has to say um he's old school in that regard he appreciates cinema appreciates the theater experience um probably cherishes it a bit um more than maybe um kids would today the, the tablet generation or whatever but um, he did say you won't get me to a theater right now. So he is being very cautious and conservative in terms of what's going on with the pandemic, which uh, I respect. He said even if a Star Wars movie came out today, he wouldn't go see it in the theater. Um, but he thinks that Lucasfilm believes in the experience of seeing a Star Wars movie for the first time with a crowd. He said you can't replicate that at home. And I know we don't all agree with that, but I agree with his take on that. Um, and I'll double down. I, uh, the rotating poster thing is brilliant. Uh, it looks like you have a Boba Fett action figure there. I'm not sure which one it is. I don't know if it's vintage or black series, but I think that's so cool that you do that. And um, if I ever could figure it out, maybe one day I'll do it. <laughs> but thanks for James? thanks for your support, man. Good job. I feel obligated to, to say awesome poster, <laughs> right? Because everybody's saying it. Um, and I'm actually a little stuck on John's like tablet generation. Like, I think that's pretty funny. The, uh, like, well, there's Gen X, Millennials, Gen Y, uh, Gen iPad, uh, and then <laughs> Gen Oculus Rift, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, um, no, uh, yeah, I, gosh, this, this question, I mean, who knows, but I, I think you're on the right term, you know, uh, on the right route with this. Because right now it's kind of weird. Nobody really wants to go back. I feel bad for Tenant, not going to lie. Um, and then and then we'll uh, slowly work our way back into it. The good thing about everything that we're talking about in the Resistance Report is the fact that Star Wars is like, I don't know, they're 
they're Cloverfield locking themselves away. <laughs> and then in 2023, they're going to come back out and be like, we've come up with a lot of really great stuff and we're excited <laughs> to show you in five years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, in 2023, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully get that movie. Everybody will be back to normal. Um, I would hope so. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing the, um, the pod race. And it's really good to get, you know, different faces in with the rotating slot and stuff. So glad rotating poster, rotating slot, right? Yeah. Boom. Michael, thank you so much for your support. It means so much to us. Great answer. I really hope to get to a movie theater soon. I miss going. I want to go to there. I want to go to there. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we're going to go to John for ask the resistance. Okay, let's do it. Time to hear the questions and ask the resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right, so we have three questions this week. Um, We did grab a couple from our resistance officers on Patreon because our uh, Twitter feed was just so busy with the... um, live show and the giveaways Just, and the t-shirts yeah, and everything stuff. yeah so we do have one here from uh who we just mentioned general john Reese, uh over in hey. the base um so Lacey, this one's going to go to you john wants to know with extra years of space between rise of skywalker and the next movie do you think the 2023 movie will help ease the divide in fandom hey john thanks for your support thanks for your question um i think as with anything, time will make things better. I think right now we're kind of in a crazy position of the world isn't in a great spot, so people have more time on their hands. I think people are unhappy with how The Rise of Skywalker was handled from all different angles. Um, My hope is that by the time 2023 rolls around, you know, It's a brand new story that's not tied to anything. So similar to The Mandalorian, there are no expectations and people are just going to go back to, hey, this is something new none of us know about. Let's go and enjoy it. And I think that's what's made The Mandalorian so awesome and such a lasting impact on fandom besides obviously Baby Yoda. But (laughs) the idea that all of us went in on the same page at the same level, like none of us had any like personal stories with it yet nobody had any i went to the movie theater with my dad back in 77 none of that's gonna happen and um i think that will ease the divide that you're sensing but at the same time um i'm just gonna throw this in here and you didn't really ask this but i'm gonna throw it in there anyway um if if you as a fan are feeling a divide or feeling conflicted of you don't know where to go to enjoy Star Wars because sometimes people get stuck in these kind of echo chambers where they kind of just sense negativity all the time or maybe they follow people that are negative. My best advice would be mute. Mute often. It doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Nobody knows. It's okay. You can unmute them later. Um, And you're always welcome to join our community if you want. We like everybody from all different sides of fandom We talk about every aspect. Um, Just this past week, we did a, or actually not this past week, coming tomorrow on the Patreon page, we're actually talking about romance in Star Wars, and we asked which couples people thought were the best. And so we had people saying Raylo, we had people saying Alden and Amelia, we had all different things. And everyone is always respectful, always interesting, um, and they're willing more than anything else to hear each other out. So my advice would be to find a community, whether it's ours or, I mean, you're welcome to join any other community you want, but one that makes you happy and enjoys Star Wars because it's not worth it if you're not enjoying it. That's my answer. And John does. General John. And John does. I'm speaking more to John and the other listeners. Um, (laughs) John's like, what do I have to do to make you know? Um, you love me yeah. uh james this one's from you, uh general micah harrison um one of our resident spicy spice runners on our uh patreon yeah. chats um uh, but he keeps it fun um chef micah would like to know do you think we will ever see a night sister in live action star wars Ooh, night good sister. question micah <laughs> night sisters i um, forgot about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
gotta bring that back. It, this is this is a tricky question. I'm sure it's why you answer it because it's not an obvious no and it's not an obvious yes. Um, I think that we probably will, and I think the reason that is is because I think that the fandom. We just talked a lot about the Clone Wars and how people like Clone Wars. Um, so I think revisiting a lot of that stuff from Clone Wars might be continue to be in the future. Um, and one of those things is Maul. Uh, Maul has a huge relationship with Dathomir. Um, and I think that's another thing that they can be like, um, oh, we're we're doing something different that we've never done before. It's it's magic and another side of the, the Force and like the, the dark side of the Force that you've never seen before, but it's in our other show, Clone Wars, you know? <laughs> feel like they can pull that off and they already are kind of toying uh with it too with uh um uh fallen order as well like bringing in a character that is uh very heavily involved with the night sisters and um opening up doors for one of those characters to kind of go outside of the planet and being stuck there and going on more adventures and kind of exploring the outside world. And if they ever did, we've, we talk about that a lot. Like, are we going to see fallen order characters brought into live action? If that's the case for whatever reason, and they want to make a, uh, an appearance, like if Cal wants to show up in Kenobi or something like that, there's a good chance that, you know, she's going to be there with him. So I think it's possible. Right Come to me on Dothamia. That's all I think about. Yes. Yeah. Come to me. Hope you see it. Um, all right, last one here from Kevin Lewis at Thrones on Fan. Um, props for not asking a question about Throne. Good job. <laughs> uh, no, he usually does. That's all. Or, or his resistance transmissions involve him or something. But what's up, Kevin? Um, he said, if building a lightsaber, including finding and attuning to a kyber crystal, was such an important part of a Jedi's training, why haven't we seen this process in live action movies? Will we ever see it in a live action movie? I mean, we got close. Um, there's a deleted scene from Return of the Jedi, which shows Luke completing the assembly of his lightsaber before he enters Jabba's palace. Um, he turns it on, and he's I mean, almost like he has a screwdriver, I swear to God. And he's, like, putting it together and, and uh, <laughs> assembling it. So it's been filmed, and it's been on the cutting room floor for about 38 years. But will we see it again? I mean, we're not going to see Rey's unless they're like, let's find out how she built it, but I doubt it. Um... I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe, way. yeah. I mean, it's a... would you have, Lacey? The yellow one? <laughs> I'm sure. Teasing. No, I know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I, uh, I think... Because you always talk I about think it. The other one? I don't care how she no. welded that together. <laughs> what other one? The oh, putting one. Um, that one back together? Yeah. Um, I'm teasing you because you always talk about the yellow one. Don't tease me. I imagine there's going to be serious uh, business. so much Star Wars content coming up, live oh. action, that we will see it at some point. Um... Do I care whether we do or not? No, but I'd be cool to see it. So um, I'm gonna say yeah. I think we will see it at some point. Um, but again, I I err on the side of lightsabers or weapons more than their soulmates. But anyway, um, An elegant weapon. Yeah, appreciate the question though, Kevin. I uh, hope the answer was cool. And thank you to everyone for all of your questions. Um, always a, a good time there. And anytime you want to send one, just use hashtag Ask the Resistance or we post. Uh, asking for questions, just pop them down in the replies. And we'll talk about them on the show, give you a, a little shout out and have a good time. All right. That uh, that wraps it up here, guys. That brings us to the end of the show. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching, being a part of the resistance. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And Lacey. So before I do that, really quick, today is the last day you can enter our current contest going on on Twitter at RBATSWNN and on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. It's with our friends over at Jewelry Brands. Their website is jewelrybrands.shop. Um, we're yes. giving away a Babu Frick pin and then also a Wayfinder keychain, which I believe lights up. It's super cool. Um, John came up with the clever name Giveaway Finder. <laughs> Just going to give him that one. Um, but yeah, you can enter there on those two social channels. Um, the directions are included in the post. And if you want to get your own, don't want to wait to see if you win or not, you can head over to jewelrybrands.shop and use the code TRB at checkout and get 10% off. 
You can follow Boom, me what a deal. on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillard. Love jewelry brands. They are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And Thursday, we're going to be joined by our good buddy, uh, Mark Newbolt from Fanthatrax, uh, Star Wars Insider, StarWars.com contributor. Uh, we're going to have some fun talking to him. Actually, a little touching on what we uh, talked about here about the future of um, Star Wars. And it's always a good time. We know you guys love Mark, too. So... Uh, Enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.